friends. Welcome to Story Behind Podcast. This is the show for people who love hearing a good story and who believe the world could use more positivity. We're the team behind God Updates and GodTube, and we hope these weekly short stories will brighten your day. Bindi Irwin's baby girl is here, and her name is a sweet tribute to the late Steve Irwin. Written by Mel Johnson. Read by Alyssa Forsberg. Bindi Irwin's baby girl has arrived, and she and her husband, Chandler Powell, chose a special name in honor of Bindi's late father, Steve Irwin. Just a few months after their wedding, Bindi Irwin and Chandler Powell delighted fans with a pregnancy announcement. The couple let everyone know they were expecting their first child together in a sweet photo on social media. The baby Irwin updates continued on social media until the big day finally came. And God certainly had a special wedding anniversary gift in mind for Bindi Irwin and Chandler Powell. On March 25th, 2021, the same day as the couple's first wedding anniversary, Bindi Irwin's baby girl arrived, and the divine timing left the couple overjoyed. She chose the perfect day to be born, and we feel tremendously blessed, Bindi wrote on social media. Since the death of the crocodile hunter Steve Irwin in 2006, Bindi, her brother Robert, and their mother, Terry Irwin, have worked hard to carry on Steve's legacy. Bindi and Chandler kept with that practice when naming their little girl Grace Warrior Irwin Powell. The first name chosen for Bindi Irwin's baby was Grace. It comes from Bindi's great-grandmother as well as some relatives in Chandler's family. But Grace's middle name, Warrior Irwin, is a touching tribute to Steve Irwin as his legacy as a wildlife warrior. Our graceful warrior is the most beautiful light, Bindi says. There are no words to describe the infinite amount of love in our hearts for our sweet baby girl. Of course, the rest of the Irwin clan is just as excited over Bindi Irwin's baby. Robert Irwin shared a photo of himself holding baby Grace. His expression just exudes love as he looks down on his new niece but it's also uncanny just how much he resembles his late father, Steve Irwin, from the day Robert was born. Terry Irwin also expressed her delight that baby Grace would carry on her late husband's legacy. Love is not a big enough word, she said. My heart is so incredibly happy, and I know that Steve would be beyond proud. Grace is the next generation to continue his mission and message of conservation. It's always inspiring to see how this family has persevered since the tragic death of Steve Irwin. There's no doubt that Bindi Irwin's baby is surrounded by love. See, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Psalm 127.3 asked mom why she kept her son, and her reply shows God still works through tragedy. Written by Aaron Brown. 
Read by Alyssa Forsberg. Lacey Buchanan has been asked a question most mothers never expect to hear. After learning of her son's disabilities, people have wondered, and even asked Lacey, why she decided to keep him instead of aborting. Lacey has an answer for each of these questions. Lacey has remained confident and outspoken in her answer, so much so that she now has a blog website dedicated to honoring her son's life. She begins her blog, On February 18th, 2011, our lives were changed forever when our son, Christian Taylor Buchanan, entered the world. He was born with a bilateral cleft palate and lip and almost completely blind. This blog is the story of his life, the joys we share, the challenges we encounter, and the amazing and trying journey ahead of our family. Then follows a quote, he should have been aborted. Adults, some of whom may be parents themselves, have approached Lacey Buchanan through social media with a certain idea. That idea is that children born disabled are better off deceased, otherwise, having a disability means they are suffering, and that they are a burden on society anyways, financially and otherwise. Not only was that part of the argument, but parents who decided to keep their disabled children were regarded as selfish. How could a parent let such a burden come into the world only to be a burden for others? That's what these people believe. This sort of discussion shocked Lacey initially, but the debate was very real. Lacey appropriately had a rebuttal to the social media conversation. Responding to the selfish parents' notion, she described parents of special needs children as literally the most selfless people I know. I say it because I know the amount of sacrifice I have personally had to make so that my disabled child can have what he needs, and I know countless others in my own community that do the same. Lacey Buchanan continues saying, I have given up so much sleep over the years that my health suffers for it. I have given up more meals than I can count. I have spent the last six years of my life driving Christian to appointments, doctors, specialists, therapies, educational opportunities, and a school for blind kids, totaling on average 3,000 miles per month, spending upwards of 300 a month in gas, wearing myself thin, giving up the things I would rather have been doing so that he could get where he needed to go, get the care he needs, and have every opportunity he deserves. Lacey makes clear that her words are not an indicative of a brag but rather a highlight for what parents like her are willing to do time and time again. They make sacrifices within their marriage, friendships, and work to do what they need to do on behalf of their child. She gives her rebuttal to the idea of selfish parents before expanding her disagreement with the idea that disabled people are such a burden that they would rather die than live with a disability. She suggests that people of this mindset should go talk to a disabled person and ask them. That's a fair requirement. Then she challenges her readers to name everyone they know suffering from a disability. The key importance here too is not that someone has a disability, but rather that they are suffering. Not every disorder brings daily pain or discomfort. Sometimes people simply deal with particular inconveniences. Lacey even explains that suffering shouldn't be equated with a disability because many people suffer even just for a time. 
Suffering isn't something exclusive to the disabled club. People without disabilities go through sucky things too. People with vision impairments are not suffering from a vision impairment. They are living with a vision impairment. Yes, it does suck sometimes having to navigate a world made for people who can see when you can't. Needless to say, Lacey is not on board with the stigma prevailing among those who are disabled, especially for people advocating for abortion in such instances. Having a disability automatically labels people in our society as less than, less deserving, unequal, unattractive, awkward, unworthy, avoidable, over something they didn't choose and have no control over. Lacey ends her post with a definitive and uplifting note. Her son Christian can't do a number of things. For example, he will never be able to be a surgeon, as she mentions. Yet, there is so much he can do, like become a lawyer, despite his lack of sight. She doesn't want to be that mother telling her son what he cannot do. Her words reveal that she is being realistic with her son, but she is not going to be pessimistic either. She knows that her son will grow to focus on what he can do and not dwell on what he cannot. The debate online brings up an interesting question, especially in the pro-life and pro-choice debate. Who decides who else is a burden on society? Maybe instead we can approach human life with a more Christ-like perspective. Does God value us, no matter our strengths and flaws, whether abled or disabled? Scripture says so. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Genesis 1:27. Thank you so much for listening to Story Behind Podcast. We're really glad you joined us for this week's story. To see photos and videos that may have been referenced in this episode, check out the links in the show notes. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe to our podcast and please tell a friend about us. We'd also love it if you'd rate us and leave us a review. It really does help more people find us. Story Behind is a Salem Web Network production. found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums contemplating my life and struggling to understand my purpose have you ever found yourself on the ledge my name is billy yant i'm a caring father mentor and friend in my new podcast billy and the goat i share the life-changing events that shaped who i am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen god can help you get up and thrive listen now at lifeaudio.com